1: The Dart Depot is proud to be partnering with SENZ to bring you the
0: very best in darts. 180!
1: Talking darts, this is At The Occy on SENZ.
2: Kia and welcome into At The Yockey with Ben Francis as we discuss all the tungsten drama from the World Darts Championships, of course, At The Yockey, proudly brought to you by our great sponsors, the Dart Depot, Darts, Dartboards, Lighting and more, the Dart Depot. Well, the second round games are well underway and the big names are starting to show us why darts is one of the greatest sports on earth. Day 8 is in the books and today we had eight thrilling second round ties with a host of big names playing at the Alexandra Palace for the first time. This year with the likes of Gary Anderson, James Wade, Luke Humphries and Dirk Van Dydenboda in action. I have been a little bit critical of some of the play at this year's World Darts Championships. But my God, today the standard was up there with some of the best you've ever seen and it is only second round action. The darting paradise was in full swing with lots of big scores, 180s, huge finishes. Unfortunately, the only thing lacking was a nine darter. Although one player came oh so close to perfection today. We also haven't had a 170 finish at this year's tournament. Maybe, maybe that will come up very, very Soon, There is just one more day of action before the Christmas break and we will look ahead to that very soon with some juicy encounters on the horizon. But first, let's look back at day eight. And there was a huge upset as the eighth seed, James Wade, was knocked out of the world champs, losing 3-2 to Welshman Jim Williams. Now, I have said on previous shows that I am a big Jim Williams fan and I actually thought I picked him to win in yesterday's podcast. I did go back and listen to it. I said I wanted him to win, but I did not have the courage to say he would win. I actually didn't give a winner for that one, but if you were going based off what I was saying, I probably was leaning to more, more towards James Wade, but I am so happy for Jim. He is a great guy. He's a great player to watch, so I'm very happy for him. Wade came out of the blocks flying, but as the match progressed, Williams improved, and then in the key moments, his darts were hitting the mark as he reached the third round for the first time in his career.
3: So is this the end of the line for the number 8 seed? 53%
4: on his doubles. He's expecting this to go in. Winning matches is difficult.
3: That is a brilliant dart, that is a brilliant
4: win for Jim Williams. The 2020 BDO runner-up in the World Championship beats the four-time semi-finalist in the pdc james wade the eighth seed james wade is out
2: what was really impressive with jim's what was really impressive with jim williams's performance was his finishing if you haven't seen him throw before his darts are very long, and he holds them very close to the point. So when they land on the board, they do sit up quite high, and in certain situations, they can block certain targets. And a couple of times, he was throwing at double 16, and he would miss, and it would, the dart would completely block the target. And they, there's a camera angle that they do show, and it pretty much shows you exactly what the player can see. And there were times where it looked impossible that to hit the mark, but he somehow found it. And that also didn't stop him from hitting those targets in those key moments as well. So very, very impressive from Jim. James Wade is the third-seeded player to be knocked out of the world champs. And for Jim, he will face the German giant in Gabrielle Clements. And this is what he had to say after what he described as the biggest win of his life.
1: Would this be one of the biggest wins of your career?
2: Yeah, I mean, on paper, yeah.
1: Um, but yeah. Yeah, yes, it is, yeah. I mean, you said after your first round win that you felt comfortable playing James, you had no fear and even after losing that first set was a really assured performance from yourself.
4: Yeah, I mean, I felt like I struggled again. It's just, I don't know, I'm just in and out, like just my mindset in and out all the time. So I just need to try and focus all the time if
1: I can. You lost to Joe Cullen at the same stage as this tournament last year. You were 2-1 up in that game. So how pleased are you that you're able to see this game out and produce some of your best darts in the fifth set?
4: Yeah, good. I I felt all right. I mean, the first set against Joe Cullen, I come out flying. Um, This year, lost the first set again, and terrible. So, yeah, it's two completely different situations. But, you know, Joe kind of flipped a switch, and he was a lot better than I was. Um, James kind of stayed at the same level today, so... Yeah, I just needed up my game a little bit.
1: You said that you didn't feel like you are anywhere near your best. So to beat a player of James' pedigree, a 10-time TV title, it must give you great confidence going forward.
4: Uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was a tough game. I think it was tough for James as well, you know. It's his first round, and um, he, he's fantastic. And I, I was kind of surprised by his score, and he didn't score nowhere near what he could. Um, and you kind of try perhaps a little bit too hard to, to get on top of him. And it wasn't happening, but we just dragged it out at the end.
1: We've seen this tournament change so many players' lives over the years. Could it do the same for you this year?
4: Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. You know, I've got a few days now just uh, like really actually have a practice and just try and get your head into it.
1: You've got Gabriel Clemens now in the third round. Have you played Gabriel many times before?
4: Uh, only once, apparently I've just, yeah, I've heard in another interview only once, but yeah but I won that one so
2: it's good as I said before I am a big Jim Williams fan so I really hope he can kick on and I'd like to see more of him in televised events he is a very very handy player for those that don't know he reached the I believe it was the 2020 BDO World Darts Championship Finals and he actually had quite a good run in a couple of those BDO events like I said he is a very handy player he has pedigree in the BDO we've seen what Glenn Durrant did when he moved over jim Williams just as capable as does it. Another match that another match with plenty of big talking points was Dirk van Dydenboda and his incredible win over Carl Cedarcheck earlier in the day. Now this was the game where Dirk van Dydenboder missed double 12 for the nine data. He's the second player to have a shot at the double 12 for the nine Louis Williams against... Can't remember who he played, actually. Oh, no, Niles Onnevald, that was it. Niles Onnevald, he missed double 12 in that one to get the win. And this was actually the first game that actually went to the tiebreaker. So if it's two sets all and two legs all from the second round onwards, you have to win by two clear legs. If you get to five all, then it becomes a sudden death leg. And this was the first game that had that. So Dirk van Dijdenbode won the game 3-2. He had 95 average, had 12 180s, but kind of did struggle on the doubles a bit. And Dirk was very fired up after the match. And to be fair, he played very well. And Carl Siedicek was one of the better players in the, in the first round. But despite playing well, Dirk was furious. And not really because of his performance. Just listen to this clip.
3: Yeah, but to be fair, I've never felt this nervous um, in my life. Probably, uh, I felt more nervous than I, play. I was playing Gary Anderson in the quarterfinals in the world two years ago, and well, that that game was more nervous than my final in the Grand Prix, and the other two finals I wasn't even as nervous close to the other two games. So I, I don't know. I just think, why are you so nervous? But it's obviously it's probably more because you think you can do actually do something this year, and um, it's not pressure, but it's like. You want to give it a go, and I start off well, and then you feel like you're doing well, and then you're not doing well, and then then the pressure kicks in, and then um, <laughs> well, I can't say I handled it good, but in the end I won, so I'm happy. Dirt. Cheers, mate. Dirt.
0: Congratulations, brilliant
3: performance. What goes through your mind having survived the match start in that situation as well? Nothing. No emotion at all. Oh, you can say, oh, you, you, you survived the match yeah, yeah. one dart on the ball, they're still looking for that one, and I missed mean, seven darts at leg. I mean, yeah, of course, if he hits it, you're out, but I mean, it, it doesn't feel like I stole the win, because if, if, if you were uh, interviewing him, you would say, what did it feel like, um, him missing 60 to go 2-1 up? I mean, yeah, it's just one dart at the ball, he can hit it. And if he hits it, I'm out, and um, he deserves the win. But it, it really didn't feel, it didn't really feel like a, uh, a stolen game. You've been talked about as a potential Premier League player. Did that go through your mind at times like this, knowing you need a good run here? You've been asking this question since European uh, Championship. I don't mind about the Premier League, mate. If I was a potential Premier League player, like as I'm doing now, I wouldn't have played the afternoon session. So be sensible. Don't ask me Premier League questions. I think it's silly. Ask me the questions when I'm in the semi or in final, and ask me, "Are you in the Premier League?" And then I'll say, "I got a good chance." But I'm I'm playing afternoon session. If if so, if if it was close, look at Luke Humphreys, He's in. You know why? He's number five in the world. He's playing the afternoon session. I don't mind, but I'm here to do as good as I can in the world. And if you're world champion, you're probably in the Premier League and apart from that it's just extra pressure if I think about it and I want to do well in the world and well, if that sums up, you do well here in the Premier League, it's good. But I don't want to, have, like I said, it's four events now, man. I think it's a waste of energy in my head.
2: For those new to darts, eight of the best players in the world will be selected to play in the Premier League. I think it begins in the first week of February, and they play in front of crowds of over 10,000 people every week across 16 weeks, the top players, after top four players after the 16 weeks of playing finals night, and the winner will bag lots of money, and it's a great way to get yourself out there and promote yourself as a player. If Dirk does go on a deep run, he could put himself in that conversation, but based on what he said, he's not very happy, and it sounds like the man in his way is Luke Humphries, the fifth seed at the World Champs. And Luke actually was in action today as well. He survived a huge scare against Florian Hempel. Uh, Luke winning that one three sets to two. The fifth seed had to battle back from a set down twice to get the win. Well, Luke Humphries now, double eight.
3: He's hit that several times in the match. Can he find it to win it? Yes, he can. Luke Humphries survives a real scare, and in the end, Florian Hempel has to offer his hand to concede defeat. Humphries just about
2: stumbled over the finishing line. An average of just over 90 in the win, and in the next round he will face Vincent van der who easily accounted for Cameron Menzies in the final match of day 8. Meanwhile, Gary Anderson prevailed over Madras Razma, the Latvian, with a 3-1 victory and for the man celebrating his 52nd birthday, he will now return after Christmas to face either Chris Doby or Martin Klermacher. Razma had three Tusplund finishes highlighted with an impressive one but Anderson had three of his own in a well-rounded performance.
3: Is there any more coming? There should be. There certainly should be, and there is. At tops, and Gary Anderson shows his class with his birds. was unfolding in front of our very eyes but the two-time former champ has held on to knock out Mathers-Rasma in an absolute thriller by three sets to one that was some darts match
2: Gary Anderson at winning the match there with a 110 finish and Anderson did speak to media after the match and he made his case to say why he is far from done as a top player
0: Listen. I've heard the commentators and this and that for donkeys, if I actually give a flying fish and chips what they thought or say, then I would have packed in darts a long time ago. I couldn't give two monkeys what they say whether I'm above the radar or below it. I'm, I'm here just to throw darts and that's it. You know, let, let them do what they want to do. i just come up and try hitting the doubles in the 20s I've had a few years here, yeah, a few years at the old Alley Pally, yeah. Listen, I'll keep going as long as I can keep going. You know, if I can keep keep winning games, we said that a few years ago, I think it was was it in the lockdown that I made the final. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. And I'd hardly thrown of that, you know, and I managed to nip through to the final. So, you know, it's I can still do it now and again when I need to.
2: I might have to steal that line and use it on radio one day. I don't give a flying fish and chips. I like that. That is great, great there from Gary Anderson. Awesome stuff from the Flying Scotsman. Elsewhere, Ryan Searle eased through to a third round showdown against Jose D'Souza, producing a fine display of finishing to dispatch Czech youngster Adam Gavlas in straight sets. Also, Mitsu Sulovich also advanced to the third round with an impressive 3-0 win over Mike Decker to set up a clash against three-time world champion Michael Van Gerwen. Following a tentative start, Decker squandered six starts to win the second set and Sulovich took full advantage, completing a convincing win with back-to-back 14 darters in set three. Remember, it wasn't that long ago Sulovich was actually in the Premier League and listen to what he had to say after the match and I think you might find this quite interesting.
0: For me, it's, it's every tournament is different, really. Uh, I play for tournament good, uh, uh, Elipeli never play good. Never, really. This year, I'm happy I stay here. Play good, play good. Uh, I think I play good, Miss Tower, uh, uh, feeling good for me, and I hope uh, next year I play better.
2: Are you going to try and play in everything you can next year?
0: I play every tournament next year. I keep my best, I'm better. I'm one year big problem with vaccination um seven months i think um practice maybe three four hours and practice every day for seven hours every every day it's never never holiday miss no breaks no breaks
2: practice so mezzo is going to commit to playing more in 2022 2020- So Mitzel Sulovic is going to commit to playing more in 2023. Let's see how dangerous he can be. Meanwhile, in the afternoon, curtain raiser Christoph Rutajski recorded a 3-1 win over Dutch debutant Danny Jansen to confirm his post-Christmas return at Alexander Palace. Rutajski, remember, a quarter-finalist in 2021, and he will face Belgium number 1 Dimitri Vandenberg in the third round. Now we're just going to quickly recap all those results for you. The day started off with Rutajski's win over Danny Jensen in 3-1. Then Ryan Searle and Metzio Sulovich recorded 3-0 wins over Adam Gavlas and Mike Dedecker respectively. Then Dirk van Dijdenbode needed a tiebreaker in the fifth set to beat Carl Sedlacek three sets to two. And then we saw Gary Anderson and Madras Razma play off a high thrilling contest but Gary Anderson winning that one 3-1. Jim Williams knocking out eighth seed James Wade, three sets to two. Luke Humphrey surviving a scare against Florian Hempel, 3-2. And then Vincent Vandervoort comfortably beating Cameron Menzies 3-0. Now we've only got one more day of action which will be the conclusion of all the round two games coming your way tomorrow. Uh, There will be a Few days off before action resumes. This is like a little break in between Christmas so the players get a chance to rest and spend time with their families at the most wonderful time of the year. There are eight second round games in action tomorrow. Brendan Dolan, Jimmy Hendricks, Chris Doby, Martin Klermacher, Ross Smith, Darius Labanowskis, Rob Cross, Scott Williams, Martin Schindler against Martin Lukeman, Danny Knoppet, David Cameron, Johnny Clayton against Danny Van Tripe, and then Joe Cullen, Ricky Evans. If you want my picks for these results. I don't see many of these seeded players getting truly tested. The way Jimi Hendrix played in his first round game, Brendan Dolan should easily beat him. I think Martin Clermachie could push Chris Doby. I think Chris will get the job done, but it will be close. This one will also be interesting. Darius Labanowski so he's a very steady Lithuanian player up against Ross Smith, who has had a breakout year. He's also very good on the scoring. I am leaning more towards Ross Smith in this one. Then the toughest game to pick out of the lot, Rob Cross, Scott Williams. The way Scott played in the first round, he is going to be a tough man to beat. Rob Cross, I really want him to do well. I think Scott Williams can win this. I truly do. If you are wanting outside odds on picking some of these games, I would definitely go for that one. There is definitely it's going to be tough it's going to be tough okay I will admit that it is so tough to pick because this game should not be a second round clash Rob Cross is the favorite to win but I do believe Scott Williams based on how he played in that first round he has the ability to beat Rob Cross so I'm going to stick my neck out I'm going to say Scott Williams knocks out Rob Cross and I hate saying that because Rob is such a fantastic guy then Martin Schindler, Martin Lukeman I think there could be an upset in this one as well. Uh, Martin Schindler is the favorite because he is the seeded player. But Martin Lukeman has had a breakout year himself. I think he could beat the German player. Danny Knoppet, David Cameron. I think Danny Knoppet wins this pretty easily. David Cameron needed quite the fight back to reach the second round, and I don't think... I think Danny Knoppett's too good, okay? Danny Knoppett is too good. Johnny Clayton, Danny Van Tripe. I'm surprised Danny beat Steve Beaton, to be completely honest with you. Johnny Clayton should ease through that one. And then Joe Cullen, Ricky Evans. Ricky Evans, he might not feel as much pressure on his shoulders because he had to beat Fallon Sherrick, but Joe Cullen, another great player, another standout 2022. He's going to win that one. So I couldn't... Yeah, I see potentially two upsets there. Otherwise, I think the results will be pretty straightforward. And then the darting action will be back on Wednesday, New Zealand time with round three action. Hey, listen, guys, I've really enjoyed doing these podcasts for you recapping all the action from the world darts championships i will do my best to do a wrap tomorrow i will not guarantee anything but there are some juicy games there so i will try and touch on those with another podcast to recap day nine but i appreciate all the support listening into these podcasts throughout the opening rounds don't forget to rate listen and subscribe wherever you get podcasts from if i do not do one tomorrow have a merry christmas and i'll see you on the other side this is another at the Oki special here from ben francis all thanks to the dart depot darts dartboards lighting and more the dart depot